Boom. We're live, guys. All right. Come on in, everybody. Ashley, good to see you back. Look Debbie, at you. You know people Meg. on a first-name basis. You There's are. Nancy. Nancy Hoffman's <laughs> coming in. They're streaming in. It's awesome. Look at, look at this. Yeah. Kathy, come on in. Meg, Monica, who else do we have? Come on in, guys. Patricia, Robert, Roger, Sue. Good to see you again. Wayne, honored to have you back in. Mr. Greenberg himself. Wayne, what's up? The Hall of Famer. Come on in, guys. There's lots of room. Grab a seat up front. Don't be shy. Six feet apart. Six feet apart. <laughs> yeah, right. Grab a seat. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Chandra. Good to see you back in. Monica, this is great. Chip, come on in, guys. All right. It takes a minute for everyone to come in uh, the, when, uh, when, we, when we turn on, open it up. But uh, we're going to get started here in, uh, in just a second. So Todd, it looks like you're, uh, you're at, the, uh, the, at the office with, your, with the, the, the logo behind you there. Yeah, this is our conference room in um, Bolingbrook. Um, it's about 30 miles outside of the city. Just outside of Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you live in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. We have a sales office marketing and sales uh, downtown and then this out here we have to <laughs> the labor pool in the city of chicago is better uh for young salespeople than it is out in the suburbs so that's why we have two offices awesome mike you're on mute <laughs> that's smooth there we go let's try that again that was the best opening i ever had too um all right so welcome back everybody we're uh, happy to have you on the show today distributors helping distributors i'm michael mahoney along with my partner josh fry and uh we are with the swag coach swag coach is frontline coaching what we do swag coach is frontline coaching to help you scale your promotional products business and your and your sales everything from strategic to tactical uh, and we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the things that we've learned uh, and shared with, uh, with people in our program. We just believe that, and one of the, the reasons why we're doing this show is that we believe in the power of learning, adapting, and implementing. We think that in business, whoever learns the fastest wins, right? It's about learning and adapting. Uh, everybody needs a coach in a peer group, and whether it's with us or someone, another source, but we really believe in coaching, mentoring, and, and sharing. Uh, and I want to speak just a moment about our philosophy in terms of positivity. Uh, this is a show where you're going to hear uh, the, the positivity, uh, not just the glass is half full, but it's completely full. Might be half air and half water, but the glass is full. And um, we are taking, you know, Josh and I have, uh, you know, been taking this as an opportunity, both personally and professionally, to uh, enhance our own, you know, ourselves work with our families, work with our companies, and really take advantage. It's a unique opportunity. There's a lot of hardship. There's plenty of negativity uh, to go around, but uh, you're not going to get that here. Uh, we are very focused on positive thinking and literally taking advantage of the opportunities and, uh, and, and moving full steam ahead. So uh, today, we are going to talk about uh, whether it's a gold rush for our suppliers, right? So we have uh, had... We've had shows on crisis communications, uh, on the, the federal stimulus uh, money. Today's the fourth show that we've had on uh, personal protective equipment or, or PPE. Why is that? The reason we keep coming back to this topic is that promotional product sales are, you know, are nearly non-existent, where on the other hand, PPE sales are a massive once-in-a-lifetime, jaw-dropping, bank account-building opportunity. Uh, a lot of us have been reluctant to get into it, or many distributors have been uh, reluctant to get into this because it's new, it's different. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's been, it's allowed for some career building uh, record-breaking months. So, you know, why would we talk about anything else right now? Our previous shows on PPE, the uh, first one was on distributors' perspective. You know, we talked to two distributors, frontline distributors, sales reps, right, about how they're pivoting, positioning, uh, and dealing with credibility. You know, last week you're selling pens and mugs. This week you're selling PPE. So we talked to people who are just like you, 
who are sales reps, how are they positioning themselves in front of clients? We then talked to suppliers. Uh, we had uh, executives from Geiger and Brown and Bigelow. We talked about how they vet factories, how they vet the, the, the products, how you and they can avoid liability risk on PPE, what to stay away from. We then talked, uh, the next show is from the buyer's perspective. We had executive society of HR, uh, a, a, an executive from the society of HR managers. We had a, someone who's on the uh, economic recovery board for the governor of Maryland. And they talk about, you know, who are the buyers of PPE? What are their perspectives? What are their fears? Uh, what mandates are they being given? You know, what are their, their motivations? 99% of them have never bought PPE. So it's, it's on us to educate them, right? Today, We've got a, a phenomenal guest. Todd Gable is the CEO of Toddy Gear. It's a U.S.-based manufacturer. And Todd's going to share with us PPE from the manufacturer's perspective. So we're taking, this is a 360-degree view of, of selling PPE. So, you know, this is, uh, I think, a first for Todd, for his factory. There's a lot of change and uncertainty. He's dealing with it just like you are, like we are. And we want to hear from, from Todd. So, uh you will now have had a, a really a 360 degree perspective on, on this. And hopefully you and we will all be in a better position to go out to our clients and help manage their expectations and help guide them through the process. Right. Um, you, you're going to be an expert. We're all learning how to, uh, how to manage this. So um, we're going to put up a poll again and share some results uh, from our last poll. So we've asked this poll, Again, this is the fourth time. So let me put this. Actually, yeah, here, I'll, Josh is showing the uh, the poll results we did before, April 8th, 15th, and 29th. Uh, Josh, can you scroll your screen up just a or Well, that's fine. Actually, we can see it. So if you, if you look at the bottom, I'll walk you through what you're seeing. Then I'm going to put up the poll uh, for, uh, for this period uh, or for today. So the blue at the bottom... And this is, let me go going across, we've got April 8th, 15th, and 29th. The blue at the bottom uh, are people who sold no PPE. The yellow was under 10,000. So if you take the two of those combined, right, that's everyone who's under 10,000. And you can see that number has decreased. The gray is 11 to 50. And then the blue at the very top, the dark blue is over 100. So what we'll notice is number of people who are, you know, under have sold zero or less than 10,000 has shrunk considerably over the past uh, th three polls. What's really interesting is uh, here, there's a big gap. If you look at, and I'll go back to the top, sorry, at the very top, this last poll, nearly 10% or 9% of the people, yeah, thanks, Josh, 9% had sold, <laughs> had sold um, uh, 100,000 or more, right? You see below that, there's a zero, below that 9%, there's a zero. That's <laughs> actually the gap. That's people who've sold 50 to 100. There are either, people are either selling very little or they're selling a lot, right? So some people are pivoting and taking advantage of this opportunity uh, to a much greater degree. But let's take a look and see, let's launch the poll and then I'm gonna ask Josh to analyze it. We'll share the results. So if you could share with us now on your, your phone or your, uh, your PC, you know, in the past 60 days, what are your sales of masks, gowns, and other PPE products? You know, Mike, I'm going to have to chime in here. We've gone, a whole, we've gone a whole whatever minutes, and I haven't even said a word. I was literally thinking, could I go the whole show without saying something? <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible because I can't stop talking, and I'm about to get started. First off, that is a, was a hell of an intro. Great summary. <laughs> I didn't even realize we've accomplished all these things, and uh, it actually really, really makes me proud. I mean, you know, when we started off this, this show, we talked about trying to really help distributors helping distributors. Um, you know, we have access to guys like Todd and other experts who can really kind of shed light on what's going on both out, inside our industry and outside our industry. And so to be able to bring experts uh, to the forefront to educate all of us and then leverage that is, uh, is awesome. Um, you know, so the idea of pivoting is something that we've talked a bit about. It's interesting to look at the, at the statistics as they're coming in. Um, I'm seeing here on the poll today, uh, we have, the numbers have, I guess, continue to drop. Yes, only 11% of the people are still not selling PPE. Uh, we've got uh, 43, 73% 
are selling PPE 50,000 or under. And then we've got uh, another 16% now that have sold 50,000 50, or more in PPE, which is freaking awesome. Um, you know, so of course, uh, our, our, our job, our high paying job of volunteering and putting together this, uh, this uh, show is to kind of present the, the options and opportunities to pivot. Um, and it's nice to see that hopefully some of the stuff that people are getting from our show is, you know, it's panning out. Um, in fact, that's one of the things that I know we're going to talk about celebrating the wins. But let's I know move that, to that. Let's, yeah, let's celebrate the wins, Josh. Yeah. So I thought it would be kind of cool just to hear, um, and maybe people post it in the chat, post it in the Q&A. Um, you know, like what's one takeaway you've gotten and applied from this show to your own business? You know, let's share. Let's celebrate the wins and share a little bit. Um, and while you're doing that, I can tell you that um, I need more than an hour to share all my wins and all the takeaways I've gotten. But uh, just to hear some of the feedback that we have gotten directly from, uh, from the audience has been uh, awesome, really awesome. And Mike, I won't steal your thunder, I promise. Uh, maybe you want to share some of the some of the stuff yeah, that you. I've had a, a lot of calls. It's a lot of fun doing this show because in between we're getting a lot of uh, e uh, emails and phone calls, and we're talking with distributors around the country and and and, you know, and with suppliers uh, as well, and um, getting feedback on it. And one of the most exciting things I've heard is has been uh, access to PP or the PPP, so the federal stimulus program i've talked to at least 14 distributors who who told me straight out that they were unaware of this or didn't realize that they were eligible and they have gotten since gotten uh, ppe money either the grants from the eidl the sba grant or uh, a loan as well and that's phenomenal because i know that's really providing some much needed relief to uh, to the community so yeah so this is great we start to see some things coming either in the uh you can put it in the chat or the q a but yeah what are some wins what are some takeaways you're getting from this so um courtney hoffman thank courtney says uh get creative uh think outside the box we need to do that that's we're encouraging her to i guess get, she's saying get to, we're helping uh, encourage her to get creative and think outside the box um Thanks, Courtney. Uh, Brenda, after la Brenda Caruso, after last week's session, I mailed emailed a big group of clients. I'm here to help them go back into the office with merchandise and stock. Uh, wow! And then Brenda, oh, here you go. Brenda says, and I'm writing a uh, getting twenty five to twenty seven thousand dollars in orders this week due to that email. Way way to go, Brenda! Great job. Wow, that's freaking awesome. Uh, gay, gay Barton. I know that man paid for the show. Uh, it's, uh, it's free. Um, gay says, uh, oh, where did gay's question go? Uh, I said, you motivate me every week. I think, uh, so yeah, inspirational. So that's awesome. What about you, Todd? You got a win you want to share with us? <laughs> yeah, I can, we've got some, a lot of wins. Um, <laughs> We, we started uh, in, in PPE, uh, it was three weeks ago, Monday. Um, the, the week prior, um, we had gotten together at the factory. You know, we, we, most of us were basically working in our house. We got together at the factory, which is basically closed, um, and said, can we make a mask? You know, can we make a mask out of the microfiber that um, we, we sell cloths? Um, with I mean, just a little background on, yeah, on can, Toddy Gear, real quick. Yeah, why don't we back up, Todd? Why, can we take a step back before we go into? Because that's a, this is you're going into the, the the pivoting part of the story. Can you just back up and tell us where you're located? Tell us how you got started. What what the company does, and and you know what inspired you to go into this business? Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, Toddy Gear is ten year old company, and um, I started it right along the same time uh, that the iPad came out. Um, I wanted somehow to get involved with, uh, with the technology or somehow, whether it be headphones or um, cases, I knew that uh, I had just sold a, a business prior to that. I was in technology um, uh, before that. So I had some money in my pocket and <clears throat> I didn't want to sell computers anymore or IT security. And um, I thought, well, let's try to make something, you know, with my own hands. How can I uh, make something? And I was at an entrepreneur uh, gathering and um, every, all of the hotshot entrepreneurs with the brand new iPads with like four apps that were ever created were on at that point in time. 
and we're passing it around going, wow, this is such a great device. And I could see how smudges were getting on the iPads. And that's when I had my aha moment, which was Macintosh, Apple people are very particular about their things. And certainly an iPad is, you know, one of the uh, greatest business tools ever made. And, um, and if you're sitting there using it all the time, you're getting smudges all over the glass. And I thought, well, what if I were to create a product that would really clean it well, um, at the same time have um, some fashion to it? And I knew nothing about promotional products at that point. We were all retail. So um, jumped on an airplane to China, learned a lot about microfiber, learned um, how to print on microfiber, and came to market with, um, with a product that uh, we sold to Target and Walmart and even the Apple store at one point. Um, and that's where we started. We started with a microfiber cloth, a simple five by seven cloth that one side uh, you can print an image on through a dye sublimation process. And the other side has a plush feel to it. And we were selling them to Target. Uh, well, Target was selling them for $10 a piece. Uh, we were selling the Target for like $3 a piece. Um, and still maintaining pretty good margins, but retail is tricky. And that's, that's why we're not in it anymore. Um, over time, um, friends in, in the entrepreneur community, friends that, uh, uh, that I know that own distributors, um, like Seth, uh, Josh's brother, um, said, could you put a logo on this? And I, I, I checked with a factory in China and they said, yeah, we could do it. And I said, could we do it for 200 units? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We've got to do, you know, 10,000 minimum, 10,000 minimum. Um, and so we figured out how to do it actually. And initially we were manufacturing these cloths in China. Um, but the promotional product side of our business grew so rapidly, uh, that we, we kind of took our eye off of retail and retail. I say this all the time. It, retail just sucks. It, there's, there's no two ways about it. If you don't sell the product, they just ship it back to you. And the, the packaging's all torn to shreds and you, you eat it. And now it's so competitive because of Amazon that you don't get paid until 60 days after it rings through the cash register. So we got out of retail and focused heavily on promotional products, brought manufacturing from China to the United States here in Bolingbrook, Illinois, and we were cutting and sewing. And um, we probably at one point had, I'm guessing 15 to 20 sewers here, just making the cloths. Um, then we started to make some other unique products. Um, some of you guys may know the Wedge. Um, that's a, a, a phone stand that's still our best-selling product. I can't say no. Uh, Fit Masks are our best-selling product. But um, uh, the, Wedge is a, yeah. <laughs> the Wedge <laughs> is a neat uh, dye sublimated uh, like triangle um, beanbag for your phone. So it also cleans your screen. Before we go into the face mask, I'm curious, how did you compete? So, you know, we all know manufacturing has moved predominantly from the U.S. to China, right? And most of the products that we're, we're getting are from, uh, from China. How did you, and you said you started by going to China to learn. You didn't go to, you know, whatever, Missouri or, you know, Idaho. You went to China to learn how to do this. How did you, how do you compete effectively as a U.S.-based manufacturer? Does that offer you any, any advantage? Um, yeah, and, and we've since then pivoted to Mexico because because we couldn't compete with China. Um, so our our cutting and sewing is now uh, uh, in Mexico, um, which is closed down by the way right now. Um, uh, so we we couldn't compete um, paying you know sewers fifteen dollars an hour um, compared to you know two dollars an hour in China. We just couldn't compete at that level. So we did, we did move and we, we've, we since then outsourced our cutting and sewing cloths and, and items to, to Mexico. Um, the funny thing or the, the happy thing that happened was we never got rid of the sewing machines. Um, so we've had commercial grade sewing machines in our racks for <laughs> probably six years now. And um, like, um, you know, three weeks ago when we said we could do this, let's see if we can, we can bring them down oil them up and, and, um, and see if we can make masks. That's, that's so, how we, we did. This. So, so, so what happened? I mean, what, could, is it safe to assume that the, uh, the microfiber, you know, sales of the other products that you just told us about, you know, decline, de decreased dramatically 
right? So oh, yeah. basically, same story as everybody, you know, right? Sales go, sales plummet. You're trying to figure out what to do, right? And that's where you pivoted. And what, exactly. how did you, what, what made you think of, oh, oh, well, you know, we'll do masks. I mean, that's, that's a big wow. leap. I can't take credit for it. I, I have to give credit to my business partner, Jason Emery. Jason said, we can do this. And I was, uh, I was reluctant. I was like, oh God, you know, this is a big commitment. We've got to find sewers again. Um, we've got to figure out if we can even do this again. We've got to do it in a safe environment mm-hmm. uh, with plexiglass between each station. Um, and uh, let's, let's, we've, got to, we've got to market the product. We've got to guerrilla market this thing. So this was a Thursday, three weeks ago, that we finally, we made our first, our first mask. And I tasked my, my, my marketing team to take this to market on Monday morning, which means we need images of it. Um, we need, and we, we, took a, we took three different products to market, uh, but the mask is what we're, we're doing here. The mask and, the, uh, and the, the, the mask clip is an, an acrylic clip that goes behind your head. So instead of wrapping it around your ears, um, there's a clip that makes it a little more comfortable. And it's, a, it's, we laser cut it um, and we, we, we can customize it too. Um, so we took that product to market because we had a laser cutter. We purchased, we, we're up to 11 workstations again, uh, sewing machines. And we went to market Monday at 8 a.m. and did an email campaign blast. So you went, so you went from, from concept to a, a production, at least your first mask. What did you, in four days, five days? Four, yeah, four to five days. We we did the email campaign at eight, eight o'clock, eight o five. We started getting orders. Um, this was three wow. weeks ago, and we were we were committing delivery times of one or seven seven to ten days. Um, we've since then uh, taken um, about two hundred fifty units in order, two hundred fifty thousand units in orders, and we can't deliver in in six weeks. Is what we're shooting so, for. So- so let's so let's shift the conversation to to that right because this is where it becomes relevant to the audience right and, and by the way I really want to encourage everyone as always you know in the audience to share your questions right put them up in the Q and it's better if you do it in the Q and A and not the chat uh, it's easier for me to manage and see those but uh, share your questions in the Q and A and if there's if if there's a if you'd like to come on the call and ask a question directly of, of Todd or Josh, you know, there's a hand that looks like this, there's an icon at the bottom, click that and I'll see your hand and we can try to bring you on. But uh, so, so I'll look for some questions from the audience. But, but Todd, um, can you can you as you're describing this, you made this transition really quickly, which, you know, kudos to you and your team for, for doing that. Can you talk about the challenges? Because I think that's what's relevant. What are, the distributors who are in the audience, they're dealing with are all new minimums, all new requirements, uh, you know, different specs, pricing is changing, shipping times, there's delays, you know, there's, uh, it, it creates a real impact on their confidence in, in the suppliers, right? And it impacts what they are communicating back to their clients. It's really stressing people out because they promise one thing and then they have to go back, right? And change. so, can you describe from your perspective as a manufacturer how this is impacting you and the level of uncertainty that you're dealing with and the, and the, the stress factor, right? The demands on you. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it's, it's the good news is that um, we're all in this together. Right. And, and when we have had to push out delivery dates for one reason or another um, and they're, they're valid, valid reasons. One is I can't find sewers. Um, uh, you know, we don't have the old team uh, that we used to have. Um, we're trying to, you know, uh, we've got 11 uh, sewing stations now, and I'm trying to fill two shifts, hopefully get to three shifts um, just to fulfill orders. Our output now is probably seven to 8,000 units a day. Um, and we're backlogged 200 and some odd thousand. And we have 100,000 unit orders, you know, on the, on the fence right now. Um, so that's been a real challenge. And, 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 you know, we, we, we've had people call and say, hey, you know, really upset about this and you're not going to deliver on time. And my customer's upset. And I typically will make the call myself and say, I'm really sorry, but you know, this is, uh, this is a situation we're in. I had someone call in today who said they, they're afraid they've been exposed. And so they're going into quarantine, you know, and that, and that's happening. So, you know, the, it, it's, you mean it's someone it's, that works with you? 
Yeah, someone that works for us. Oh, so one of your sewers. One of your sewers. Yeah, and, they, and, they, yeah. and they're not sick. They're not sick. And there's more than sewers. There's packers and, and there's people right. that actually burn, um, you know, the the thread off of it to clean up the clean up the mask. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's happening. And, so, and we, we, we encourage people to be honest about the, the health because we're there's probably I've, I've hired 30 people in the last three weeks. See, so you've got to, you've got a hire you've got hiring issues. You've got to vet people, make sure they know what they're doing. You've got to train these people. Uh, you got to you know provision space, machines, equipment, everything for them. You've got uh, then you <laughs> then you get thrown and, and there's customer support. I guess questions coming from everywhere with these demands. Sounds like you got a, a 30 day backlog on based on the numbers you gave. You know at least, and then you get thrown a wild card. You know the wrench in the gears where somebody's like. I've been exposed. I mean, you've got to worry about your team going down because, you know, people yeah. can't go up for work. So, yeah. yeah. And that's just for starters, right? So you've, you've got a lot coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we take it day by day. Um, there, it, it's just, it, it's coming so fast and furious. You know, we, we we're trying so hard to be safe, you know, um, mm. we, we really, really, we put PVC, um, dividers between uh with, with the shields but between the the sewing workstations we even put pvc on the on the ground to separate you know kind of uh areas where people are, are working and and um you know preparing the masks for packaging um everyone wears masks obviously gloves from what we were told doesn't really help um with this um so we're not wearing gloves um but um masks are a must we we um we shoot people in the head with a temperature gun every morning and at the beginning of every shift to make sure that they're not running a fever. Um, but it's trans my, my company's transformed into this crazy busy kind of fun um, workspace where people are, you know, carefully, you know, running masks to the center of the table. And then another person picks up the mask and burns off the edge and puts it back in the center of the table. And then a packer comes and gets the masks that are finished and puts it in uh, poly bags um, and then puts it in the center of the table. So we're not walking on top of each other. And then finally the shipping department grabs the box and we could fit about a thousand masks in a box. It really only weighs about 30 pounds, believe it or not. Um, and then ship it out that day. So yeah, it's, it's insane. I've, I've taken some pictures. I'm not sure if I can share my screen correctly or not. Um, but what, what our factory looks like now. Why yeah. Why don't you show us your factory? And then Josh, you know, if you want to weigh in with some questions uh, for, for Todd or some comments about, you know, from the perspective of, uh, of the audience and the distributors, you know, uh, right. Then uh, I want to get you uh, pulled into this. So yeah, Todd, can you share? Yeah. Let me see if it, okay. Um, this isn't an image of the, um, this isn't an image of the, uh, the factory. Can you guys see it? Okay. Yes. This is so cool that he's sharing his screen on our show. I just wanted to say. That, okay. Yeah, that's the first. Yeah. Is this the first? We are it is. I don't know I, Russell. We're progressive. <laughs> I'm, oh, good. I can change uh, images. So this is some more pivoting. Um, this is a, a product that we hope to have out to market next week, which is a door handle uh, pull. So hand, doors that have handles, not knobs, you can grab, grab with this. Um, we're making this with a laser engraver. Uh, or a laser cutter, um, and then we we will UV print uh, logos on it. Um, where you see the little round uh, keychain kind of hole, we're going to change that to a um, uh, uh, what do you call it? A badge holder, so you can clip a badge on your um, on your belt buckle, and then keep this on your hip all the time, so you don't have to reach in your pocket. So uh, these are these to... are there's a name for there's an industry term for this though, Todd. You know. You know what these are called, right? <laughs> what are they called? Josh, can you Josh, can you help me out? It's a cootie something or another. <laughs> it's for you know when you were in third grade and you didn't want to catch cooties from the girls or oh, whatever, right? You know, I think guys, they call it a cootie ring or a cootie, cootie key ring. Cootie, cootie key, key ring. ring, yeah, that's it. But but this is this is great. I mean, you know, I, I can't even tell you how many people have started to ask me. I saw some bid for a product like this for the government, literally asking yeah. door door openers with a stylus that uh you know touch free kind of thing you know yeah. well you're talking about this todd though i'm curious okay from an entrepreneurial standpoint okay um you've got a backlog of hundreds of thousands of products right you've got you can your production you said was like eight thousand or ten thousand units a day um 
So what is that? That's like 20, 30 days of production at a time. If my math's right, it's wrong. Just go with me. Um, and then now you're introducing another product to the, to the, to, to the, to the fold. Like what's your mindset? Are you like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to try to. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. I don't have a six, a six second delay on this, man. There might be children watching. Okay. Come on, Josh. Sorry, 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 sorry. I just get excited hearing the entrepreneurs basically talking about, you know, he's not only pivoting, right? He's pivoting with the product. The product is selling, you know, off, off the shelves, out of the building, whatever you want to call it. And he's still going and, and developing other products. And I right. think that that's an amazing mindset to have. You know, some people may be like, I'm not going to sell anything until I've figured out my production, until I know my capacity. I'm not even going to take orders. You know, I'm of the mindset, sell it, figure it out later. For some of those that are part of my program, our program on the call, they know that this because I just believe that the hardest thing is to get the sale. So I'm a figure it out kind of guy and have the integrity to deliver and so forth. So I'm just curious, Todd, what's your mindset? Well, I mean, it's, it's jump while the opportunity is still there, you know, get in, get in as quickly as you can. Um, we've proven that, you know, getting to market first or fast is, is key to this. And, um, you know, we, we literally probably had back orders for 100,000 units within the first week, um, 10,000 unit orders, 250 unit orders. Um, I think our, our biggest one, one of our, uh, one of our big wins was uh, we, our, a distributor brought an opportunity uh, to us for the city of Chicago, where we have the Chicago flag um, as, as the mask. So frontline uh, ambulance, fire and police are now wearing this mask. And um, I was really involved in this and I was actually running back and forth to the city hall meeting with the end user um, just because it, we had to do this so quickly and, um, um, you know, got to, got to be engaged in all this stuff. So it's, I'm really proud of the fact that, you know, my mask is out there um, on, on all these cops and the, the city's making a big deal about it, obviously, because they want people to wear masks and they're requiring them. So that was, awesome. that was our first big win for 25,000 units. We still haven't delivered all of them. I think we've delivered, I don't know, probably 10,000 of them is what we own this week. So I'm doing it a little bit at a time. I'm actually driving to the United Center, which is where the Bulls and Hawks play myself with, with you know, 5,000 cloths or not cloths, 5,000 masks at a time. Um, just to say, you know, I live close to there. So it's really easy. Um, so we're delivering it really quick. Awesome. So yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. Um, let me show you some more images. Huh? Hey, Todd, we've got, you might, you, you might get some orders here, uh, which is not the intention of this at all, but uh, Ashley Moss is asking, what's the material that the door opener is made of? And will you have options for those without the badge reels? She has clients who don't want the badge reels, maybe, maybe a key ring or something. Instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's acrylic. Um, it's a okay. thick acrylic, um, a little, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. <clears throat> we haven't rolled this out yet, but we're going to offer the badge holder for free for like the first 50,000 units. It won't be decorated, um, but we really want to get out there um, and, and we're just going to give them away uh, with the, with the, uh, with the door pool. We don't even have a name for it yet, but. Um, I just sell okay. it. Who cares? Todd? Just yeah. sell some of them. <laughs> yeah. Make All up right, a and, price. And, Come on. All right. And people, yeah. And so uh, we're getting quite a, uh, Who's it? Megan, Meg Diamond's like, okay, let's see a picture of the masks. We keep talking about them, but uh, okay. let's, we'll let you show your, show your product in your warehouse. Okay. So this is, this is a raw material. This is the fabric that we make it out of. Um, this is another item. This was, uh, I don't know why it goes on half a screen. Can you see the full screen? No, but we can see. And we've got, we get the yeah. idea. We got most, okay, oh, there, there we go. go. Whatever you're doing, that. that's it. We can, there yeah. you go. So this was um, a little acrylic piece that, like I mentioned before, it, it holds the, the two uh, elastic bands of the mask together. So it doesn't have to pull your ears and it's a little more comfortable. It's also good for medical industry. Uh, doctors like to have this. Um, well, here's a you know, concept product with that. Oh, wow. Sorry, I don't have a mask picture. We're getting to that. Are you selling those jeans also? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is microfiber uh, this jeans. Is <laughs> this is the city of Chicago uh, mask that we're making. This is um, with the dye sublimation process. You, you print it out on a special paper and special ink first, and then you run it through a press. You put the, the, um, 
the fabric on top of the paper, um, and then it transfers that image onto the onto the uh, fabric. So this is City of Chicago masks. Awesome. Um, this is another. Uh, this is going through the. You can see where the the cloth is on top of the uh, the paper there. Elastic, lots of elastic. Um, we thought we'd have problem getting elastic, but uh, it hasn't been too too big of a problem. So this is our workspace. Um, right there is looks like six or eight, seven workstations. We're up to eleven workstations. Um, that that tent that's there is where we keep our uv printers when when we do real promotional product <laughs> sales um you know we're tech uh, we're known kind of as a tech supplier so we do um power banks we're the only supplier in the industry that does power banks um just kidding um <laughs> in that tent um yeah in that tent. <laughs> wireless chargers uh, cables you know a, a lot of our products are built around um you know, mobile devices and tech items. That's what we're known for. Let, let me just uh, chime in while you're kind of showing some pictures here. Cause I got a couple questions for you and I'm, I'm looking at the chat also. So, um, so first off, um, you know, uh, so, so Todd and I talked last week and I'm not going to divulge too much of the information, but basically when he, the reason I called him is because I had a client that had these masks and there was a question about turnaround and delayed turnaround and stuff like that. So we're in an industry where we expect everything to deliver super fast, all custom made and no issue, right? Well, times have changed. And so for us, and even on, you know, if we're independent uh, reps or we have, you know, small distributorships, you know, I don't know how your, your company's doing it, but a lot of us are going to have to prepay for product for PPE specifically, whether it's domestically or overseas. So turnarounds are longer, PPE is getting paid for, you know, how do we communicate with our customer. And so I called up Todd and we were having a discussion around this and you actually coached me on how to communicate with my customer, which I'm sure you can't do for everybody, but just as a little bit of feedback, it was incredibly helpful because I think there was a misunderstanding in terms of the product is like kind of comes a different color and you can then just print a logo on it. These are dye sublimated. They start with whatever, a blank slate and then they're custom made. And so, Understanding that information and then being able to take it back to my customer and explain why their, their order is going to now take five weeks instead of two. They're like, thank you for explaining that. I totally get it. No problem. You know? Yeah. And, and, and they also understand. And I saw Wayne had asked the question. I just think people understand, you know, like we're in a pandemic. Some people are going back to work. Others are not. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone needs masks. You know, just let's all like, you know, be decent to each other and just understand that this is where everyone's working as hard as they can and as safe as they can. And so what you're showing us yeah. here is really a, 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 it's just, it's awesome to show us and see this like firsthand because I had no idea. Yeah. This um, is fascinating to see. I and mean, this is uh, American ingenuity and entrepreneurship at work. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool. I, I want to ask a question from Jane Mitchell. She said she tried to order one of your masks, but a client only wanted a logo on one cheek. Uh, not all over the masks, and you know, are you able to make the masks with just one logo? So um, I just happen to have a, a mask here because we wear them in the factory. But um, if you can see, there's pleats. The, the the sewer will pleat it three different ways, three different times. And when we print it, we print it on an eight and a half. Or you can see those images from before. Um, we. Um, we, we print it on an eight, eight by eight uh, piece of fabric and then we pleat the sides. So if you put a logo like right here, the pleat could cover the logo. So that's why we, we didn't want to just allow, it just didn't make sense because the product didn't work. So we, we encourage step and repeat uh, patterns so that it, it looks clean. And this, this is, this is a sample of something we really wouldn't even recommend. It was kind of more for uh, goofing around. But it looks um, good on you. Yeah, thank you. I, I've got a pink version of it too, uh, but um, that—that's why we didn't do one one corner. We're working on another uh, version of a mask, which is um, which would allow you to do that. I'm going to push the conversation along just a little bit, if you don't mind. I'm going to—I want to share my screen while we're still asking Todd some questions, unless there's anything else you wanted to show us, Todd. No, I think I got those were all my pictures. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Nothing like a good show and tell, right, Mike? <laughs> 
Keep moving. I love All a show right. and tell. I mean, just like, in, just like in third grade, it's great. So what, what I wanted to talk actually a little bit about and kind of as, as I'm sharing my screen here is this, this concept of made in the USA. You know, we, um, I'm not going to get political here. I'm just going to say that we have a, we have a pandemic where we're, we're now turning around and buying a lot of product to other countries and other, and, and other countries specifically. And we have so many suppliers in our industry that make PPE. I mean, Toddy Gear is one of them. You can just see the list on your screen. For those of you that don't know, these are just a sampling of USA-made suppliers that we all can source for PPE across signage, across masks, across um, you know sneeze guards, uh, you know uh, the whole gamut. So I just wanted and a, and to kind a, of and a disclaimer here too, Josh, uh, for everyone. We have no financial like connection in terms of uh, you know promoting these companies. You're, this is strictly a uh, really your your approach to, you know, doing business in the US, but we don't have any other relationship in terms of being asked to promote these companies. Josh, send we back don't? the money, Josh. Yeah. Oh, come on, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Listen, the other, the other thing is just to bear in mind, like, so Todd, without getting too far into your business, before you were selling the masks and these other PPE products, how, what percentage down was your business, roughly? Oh, I mean, we, we, we let everybody go. We were down to four people. Um, okay. Until we got our PPP, uh funding um we we you know we we were we were closed down um okay, and so, when, i'm sorry go yeah. ahead no go ahead Dave. no so you basically shut down and let your your staff go you've now ramped back up you you can't hire people fast enough and are you uh are you even are you ahead i'm like just like where do you where do things stay? how are things looking for the year yeah, they're 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 good. You know, I mean, we we are starting to see they're they're very good, and it it was an incredible three three weeks of um, <laughs> changed our business. You know, yeah. it, it really did. Um, we are starting to see you know some orders back in you know some of the other products that we sell, which is great. Um, but it's slow running, and it, it would, you know we probably were doing not even ten percent of what we were normally doing. Yeah, that's a, so listen, there's just to kind of bridge the, like on the supplier side, it literally almost mirrors the distributor side. You know, if you, uh, here, I'll use myself as an example. Hey, can, you, have, can you minimize your screen, Josh? Screen yeah, share? Yeah, I can. There you go. Thanks. Um, we, um, you know, we, we have gone from, uh, we pivoted, we pivoted fast. We've gone from, you know, over a four week period of basically sales stopping and just, you know, downward spiral to um, now possibly having our best year ever. Um, but we've had to take the same lessons learned that you just described. We've had to pivot fast. We have to get to the, to the market first, right? I mean, if you're out there on the calls trying to sell disposable masks, like it's way more competitive than it was yet a week ago, two weeks ago, right? I'm sure that, and so, and then there's, so there's that piece of it. Then the other side is, is now businesses are opening back up. Well, now the other part of the business is going to open up. So if you think about the opportunity and we're staying positive here, like now we've got the double whammy. We've got the PPE that's added to our arsenal and we've got the promo side of the business that will be coming back as business is opening. So for those of you on the call, whether you're selling PPE or not, um, you know, just see the opportunity. I just, you know, that, that's why we're on this call. Like, Please just see the opportunity, not just with PPE, but all the great things that are going on in our industry. We are about to be able to, we're, we're one of the few industries that's able to really thrive and, and, and take advantage of this opportunity in a meaningful way for our own businesses. So uh, anyway, just wanted to share that little note, Mike. I hope you're not too mad at me for sharing that. I'm not mad at you. That's right. I, I agree. I mean, that's, it's exactly the point because we want to tie what Todd is sharing with us to the distributors, you know, everyone in, in the audience and, and you're exactly right. You know, we've all got to be nimble. Todd's just giving an illustration of, of how, how, how to pivot, how to be nimble, how, how to move uh, with the situation. Uh, and that's just called being an entrepreneur. It's also interesting to hear, you know, your perspective of some of the challenges you're dealing with. We, we got uh, somewhat uh, now I'm, um, Judy Keene was asking about, you know, how you're, she's curious how you are planning and preparing stocking inventory with your original product line, or, or are you, 
you know, and yeah. now that you've made this pivot, right? What's happened to your original product line? Um, it, it's we're just going to go with the flow. I mean, as business and commerce starts to pick up, we we've, we've got plenty of inventory because this all happened before Chinese New Year, and a lot of the items that we sell, uh, power banks and cables and things like that. We stocked up on, and I know we're not alone uh, with that. We all we all do that before Chinese New Year, and then this hit, and um, there's not a problem with inventory for us because we only make you know a few purchases a year. We try to cycle through our inventory, mm. um, so we have to go with the flow. And then as we start to uh, run through inventory, order more um, to print on. Okay. If anyone in the audience uh, would like to ask a question directly of Todd or Josh, you know, click the raise your hand button down at the bottom of your screen. It looks like, I always do this. It looks like this, but click that and I can uh, unmute. Make sure you have a microphone. If you do that, uh, make sure that you've got uh, a microphone on your PC and it's, it's, it's working and we can, we can bring you on live. Josh? I, have a, I have a question real quickly for Todd. Please. How'd you come up with the company name? <laughs> My mom calls me Toddy. <laughs> <laughs> can we call yeah. you Toddy? Good question, Joshy. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. All right. <laughs> um, Are there so, any questions that we're gonna that we want to address before we gotta transition the conversation a little? Um, I, let's see. A couple of random things. Chandra uh, Tacne is asking, you know, is there any chance we'll follow up to the CARES Act about forgiveness for sole proprietors? We might. I don't know. We, we need to see. I mean, there. If, we might do that because there's a lot of questions. I think a lot of people on the call have gotten PPP money. So, Chandra, we'll, we'll, we'll cycle back and see. It Josh? actually bring, well, it brings up an interest. One thing I'd like to see, I mean, this is, you know, distributors helping distributors. So right. help us help you. If there are certain topics you want to see right. us talk about and the experts you want us to bring to the table, I mean, we've got a list that, that we're working through, but it's, it's your show. So tell us, like, what are the topics? And maybe post some of those on the chat for Q&A. Yeah, if you would, yeah, let us know. Let us know the topics. Oh, and there, there's a poll. I, before we get completely past this, I'm going to throw this poll up there. I'd love to get feedback from everyone, and this might be helpful for Todd. But for in terms of the PPE that you're getting, and we're talking about made in the USA, what percentage of the products that you're selling is, are, are made in the USA? What percentage is made in the USA? You can show. I'll show the results here in, in just a second. Um, Todd, are you are you finding any any advantage? to uh, having, at least with the, the masks now, you know, being made in the USA, how is that helping you? Because, you know, to Josh's pitch for US-based manufacturing, you know, for the distributors out there listening, are there, can you offer, or do US-based manufacturers offer advantages? Uh, for sure. In, with, and With PPP, uh, PPE in particular, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, there, we do have two masks. One is actually, uh, we do manufacture in China. Um, it's not necessarily a mask, it's a gator, right? I mean, we've always sold it as a, you know, a cooling gator. Um, and, um, and we, you know, we offer both uh, solutions. Um, and we've had people say, no, we, we just don't even want anything made in China right now. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you yeah. know, I, I think we do have um, a, a, an advantage in doing it. You probably it costs got more, costs a little bit more, but but you've got reduced shipping and probably increased reliability and, you know, obviously, you know, the quality and, and uh, you know, the communications are probably easier to work with you directly here, time zone, you know, there's, a, yeah. I think there's, a, there's advantages, right? So this is actually surprising. Josh, take a look at the poll. Tell us what you think. I did not expect um, to see this. Just close the poll. Sorry. Tell me what, tell me. Oh, sure. oh sorry. <laughs> so no, here we go. I'm supposed to there share the results. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So less than 10%, uh, are uh, so 30% of us are selling, uh, you know, most of the stuff's coming from China, less than 10% from the US. Actually, really 60% of us, uh, less than, you know, less than 25% of our stuff is even USA made. Uh, I actually think that's going to shift. Um, and it's a huge opportunity for US manufacturing, uh, especially, you, made, you know, USA made suppliers in our industry. Um, for several reasons. Number one, I think people are going to want to support our, 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 our suppliers that are, you know, U.S. US factories, USA made, USA employees um, who, and then I think the second thing uh, to, to Todd's point earlier is pace and turnaround. You know, the, it seems to me that the shipping from China is getting way more expensive every week. 
the turnaround times are taking longer and I'm losing orders because customers are like, I don't even know when I'm going to get this stuff or I, I can't wait four to five weeks. So even when you're air shipping. So I think that there's actually a huge competitive advantage for uh, US made factories uh, for, the, for the products that they're selling and the delta of cost when you take into consideration air shipping from China versus USA made, you know, UPS ground ship is, is minimal. So we, it's, we, they may save on the, on, the, on the cost of the goods or even the labor, but when you bring it back to the United States and the turnaround time and, you know, UPS delivery, I think. And tariffs. Uh, um, yeah. And yeah, tariffs. Is, yeah, and tariffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I am actually surprised. It's one, almost one in four are saying that uh, more than half their PPE is coming from the U.S. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, the, uh, I'll stop sharing this. We've got some questions like Kathy Timms is uh, wondering why no one started making bottles for hand sanitizers in the U.S. They are. Um, Hans uh, Kirkgaard is saying you know, most sanitizer he, have sold, he has sold is made by a local distillery in the U.S. I think there's a lot of distilleries that are pivoting to hand sanitizers, so it is available. Uh, Kathy, you can you can find it. Yeah. Um, uh, Thomas Brox is uh, he feels that his business is rapidly pivoting to USA made goods for a lot of reasons. Uh, he just did a big investigation on hand sanitizer. He's going to need US based uh, distributors or, or production for at least uh, a lot of his orders. So yeah, and what I'm doing to support just for what it's worth is I'm taking a percentage of my profits from PPE sales, even if it's um, from products that are from China and then I'm buying USA made PPE to give up, give away. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty riveting. So we've got, so thanks. So we've got about eight, I think eight minutes left uh, on, on the call. So I know Josh, we, we want to follow up and, uh, and talk about small, the, uh, small group coaching and the and roundtable mastermind groups that that we're doing and can you share a little bit about that i think you've got the topics that are coming up and then we're going to put up a poll asking people you know if they, again if they want to participate let us know as well as uh we'll get your you know your feedback at the end oh, let me stop sharing these results okay yeah. um so yeah so what what's the what's the small group coaching and you know these mastermind sessions what are they about okay so we had talked about, uh, we're, we're continuing to talk, we're getting a lot of interest from people that are on the call for doing these small group, more intimate sessions, okay? This is not like this call. We're gonna be gathering in groups of five. You'll be able to see each other and build a little community and relationships to kind of help each other scale your business. Um, the way the process is gonna work is um, we're gonna start the session off by actually teaching a training topic and have a organized agenda. So if you look at your screen, you can kind of see some of the topics that we're gonna be discussing over the next couple of months for those of you that participate. Uh, starting with uh, a sales and action, uh, action planning. You know, so we're EOers, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we've, we've got lots of tools at our fingertips to kind of help us organize our, plan our work, then work our plan. And uh, in order to be able to set up a group to help everybody scale their sales and scale their businesses, um, we kind of need to know what your plan is and we need to know how we can help you uh, work against that plan. And so uh, that's kind of, that's where we're going to start these, these small group coaching sessions. And then we're going to just tackle a wide array of topics. Uh, so you can kind of see uh, sales and action planning, targeting a niche market, pricing strategies, you know, communicating with your clients, uh, selling company stores, uh, building residual income. And in some cases, Todd, don't be mad at me, negotiating with suppliers. So these are all different types of topics that we're focused on to help you scale your business and grow in a more intimate setting. Um, and I don't want to steal your thunder, Mike, but I'm just going to tell you that the people you know, that are on our call, we've gotten a lot of interest and we can't keep up with the interest. And we kind of need to know as we're uh, you know, working towards uh, these start dates of knowing kind of who's in. And because um, we just have a limited amount of seats we're trying to organize the, the sessions so that we can make them as uh, efficient and productive for everybody and good use of everybody's time. So um, are you going uh, to? Yeah. 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 I'll post it. Yeah. I'll post my email address. It's Michael, M-I-C-H-E-E-L, Michael at swagcoach.com, Michael at swagcoach.com. And, uh, or you could go to the website so you can contact us that way. Uh, Michael at swagcoach.com if you're interested. And then uh, if you want to go on our, on the website, uh, the swagcoach.com, 
and uh, look under programs and small group coaching. We've got a, a complete uh, description, you know, there of, of what the program is, is all about and, and what we'll be doing. So as Josh said, the, we're going to focus each month on one topic. These are, we're meeting the second and fourth Tuesdays of each month. I, after, there's the training component and then there's the, the group round table. And can you, can you speak about the, 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 this mastermind group or the round table that will be like the second half of these sessions, Josh? Yes. So much like how we've done accountability groups in our careers, Mike, we're going to be, you know, kind of creating a more intimate environment where we can check in with one another, get a sense on, you know, what our highs and lows as it relates to business, uh, even personal, and just get a sense of what we're up against in terms of challenges uh, that we can share with the group and learn from each other. So the spirit of the group is to you know, basically kind of table these challenges, these opportunities that you have in your business and share with the group so we can all learn from each other and then share experiences based on that challenge or topic to help each other. Distributors helping distributors in a more intimate environment. We're going to have a needs and leads section to the group. And uh, we're obviously going to do what we like to do, which is celebrate some wins. And Josh, you and I are already mentoring small businesses uh, as a, on a volunteer basis through the entrepreneurs organization. So within the DC metro area, we've got a group of, uh, I believe there's, we're up to 54 small business owners now that are between 250,000 and a million. And we're doing exactly this. We're having monthly accountability sessions and, and, and training sessions. And you gave me a statistic uh, recently about the growth. So you did a survey on that and compared it to, to the industry average, but there was uh, I want to say it was, it was significantly higher that companies in the program were getting significantly higher growth than uh, the industry average growth. You got to take that call. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, we're independent sales or small business owners. Like we can hold ourselves accountable to whatever we want to do. Right. So the benefit of being an entrepreneur is you can do whatever you want to do. The downside is you don't really have to hold yourself accountable to anybody. And, you know, this is an opportunity for us to kind of be in a more, look, this is a proven model, you know, the, bringing, doing these mastermind groups of five, holding yourself accountable, learning from your peers. These are all ways to help you scale your business. If that's, if, you know, we're looking for people that want to scale their business. So, right. Absolutely. That's, that's the whole point. How to scale, how to grow the business, increase sales and how to increase margins uh, and build residual revenue, residual yep. income. So um, yeah, so I threw the poll up there. If you're interested, you know, it helps us. We can follow who's, who's interested uh, in this. We'll take that off in a sec and we'll get uh, a rating, you know, ask everyone to give us a score. Tell us, you know, was today valuable, how we did. While we're waiting for this to, for people to answer this, maybe uh, can we get a, uh, maybe a few final thoughts from you, Todd, in terms of, you know, recommendations for small business owners, you know, in the audience and how they're working with you, you know, any, any final thoughts and what they can do and, and what advice you might have for them and working with their, their suppliers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just coincidentally, the three of us have been involved with the entrepreneur organization mm -hmm. for decades now. Um, and uh, that, whether it be Toddy Gear or, or the company I owned before, was life changing for me. Um, and to, to have peer to peer exchange is more valuable than any presentation that you could ever sit through. Um, so I, I strongly encourage you to, to, to participate in something like this because it, it changed my life. Um, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's what I'd say. I'd also say that. Um, when the PPP funding came out, there's a core group of uh, distributors in the Chicago market that I just, you know, have beers with and we're good friends. And man, we were helping each other left and right and saying, I'm with fifth third, what's happening there. I'm with uh, Chase. Why aren't you getting your money? What do I need to do differently? Um, so having that, you know, a peer that you could bounce things off of. And uh, even though you may compete a little bit here and there, it, it's just so worth it. Sure. It's awesome. It's awesome. Fantastic. Josh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll let hey, you look. wrap, Josh. Yeah, let me, let me, first off, thank you, Todd, for joining us. I know thank like you. you're oh, super you busy, really busy. I understand <laughs> and really, really appreciate the time. Really insightful, really inspirational to watch your pivot Thanks. and see the success come from it. Um, we wish you lots of, lots of luck on that. You know, like to me, my takeaway is, and I just, you know, and the message point for, you know, the, the people on the call that are still here is, 
you know, you're showing us firsthand, not only how to pivot, but pivot fast. You're showing us firsthand, like we could be selling to tons of factories. You just showed us all these products that you've now bought to gear up for running your business. There's a products that we're selling and can easily sell to factories. You know, I'm also excited about the fact that the, in, you know, the economy is starting to open up, which means the, the promotional product side of our business, our traditional side is going to open up. So we have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be optimistic about, and uh, I'm just really appreciative for everybody's time and, uh, and your time too, Mike. You did a hell of a job. Again. Right back pro. at you, Josh. Joshy. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right, Toddy. Thanks to you too. <laughs> yeah, thank right. you guys. I really appreciate having me on. Awesome. All right. All right. Have a good day, everybody. All right. See everybody next week. See ya. All right.